Welcome back to Grid I'm Gamble, the only podcast that puts its money where its mouth is. I'm your host, Rich Ryan, and I'm joined by the entire collective, the disciple, Brett Colson, Donnie, DP Peters, and the resident moose himself, Mo Nuwara. We had a consensus pick go down in flames last night as the New York football giants were embarrassed by division rival the Philadelphia Eagles on Thursday night football. Our consensus picks ticked down to 18, 10, and 4 for the season, still picking above 60% in that metric. Brett, it's good to have you back. How are you feeling, my friend? I'm feeling fine. I'm glad you're feeling better after that Tuesday pod, man. That was a little depressing. <laughs> I mean, depressing times. Mo, how are you doing? You were sleeping through the Tuesday podcast, but you you were definitely tired after shouldering the load once again for us. How you doing? You're in Chicago, right, my friend? Chicago now. I, I would have been up for the Tuesday podcast if you told me a time, but you guys just went to sleep. <laughs> Never so. most. I'm, I mean, the time's always the same. That's not true. Well, it's been the same for several weeks now. Mo, the classic Mo. Like as Brett said, never Mo's fault. Uh, this is going to be a fun pod. There are five split games, and in those split contests, we have strong opinions on some of them. And we'll start right at the game where everybody knew there'd be a split. Everybody who knew anything about this podcast knew that we were going to be right down the middle on this game. It's the game of the week. It's Sunday Night Football. It is the best team in football by a country mile with the best quarterback in football by a country mile, and that's Canton Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs traveling to Foxborough to play the New England Patriots. The Patriots are three-and-a-half-point favorites in this game, so Vegas thinks that they are a half-point better, and nobody has more conviction on this game than 0-5 on the Patriots, Donnie Peters. Donnie, you have the Patriots as your third most confident selection. Lead us off with your homer take on why the Patriots will win and cover in this game. Well, I didn't want to have them this high, and then they just kept getting moved on up the board as I kept going through all my other picks. I mean, I'm, I'm a fan of this pick, but like like you mentioned, the 0-5 record that I have when picking Patriots games this year uh, scares me off. But uh, the more the more that I did the rest of my capping, the more that I just really like the Patriots minus 3.5. I mean, I just when are we going to be able to get the Patriots as this low of a favor when the public is on the other side? You have such a high-flying team on the other side. Uh, the Patriots offense looks like it's getting their legs back under him. It looks like it already has gotten their legs back under him. Uh, with Julian Edelman back, it looks like it's working uh, better. Um, Ten days of rest to prepare for this after what happened last year when the pa- or when the Chiefs uh, came into Gillette Stadium and just absolutely whacked the Patriots. Where the Patriots had the Patriots happened. had ninety days to prepare for that one. How'd that go? Yeah, you know they just they caught him off guard because they they didn't see him coming. Here I think that they see him coming from a million miles away. I mean it's hard not to see the Chiefs coming. Everyone sees the Chiefs coming. Uh, I think that you know Bill Belichick is going to have his defense prepared to you know, get back and play that bend don't break uh, mentality that I don't think the chiefs are going to be prepared to uh, play or want to play. I mean, I think we know Andy Reed wants to sort of play that kind of dink and dunk wild kind of crazy style where he's moving pieces all over the place. He's doing this, he's doing that. He's dumping here, dumping there, all that sort of stuff. But I'm not sure Mahomes is going to buy into that or a lot of these uh, more flashy style of players. 
Um, and then we all know what the Kansas City defense is. They're just not going to be able to stop New England in this game. I like New England to win this one and win it pretty handily. So why do you think New England gets stops? Because I think they're going to try and make Patrick Mahomes, you know, go seven to ten plays down the field. He's not going to want to do that. He's going to get impatient. This is a. I mean, listen, the Chiefs are due to come back to the pack a bit. This is a just an all around great spot. But the Belichick is going to have his defense prepared enough to get stops when he needs to. Interesting. Just like they made stops in the past two Super Bowls. Brett, you got the blinders on. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I was hoping we get three. But with a total of 60, I'm less concerned about getting the hook. I, I don't see why the, the Pats can't win by multiple scores in this game. We were worried about this offense uh, a few weeks ago. Now they have Edelman back. Sony Michelle finally looks like a pro runner again. Uh, we might see more Josh Gordon this week. Like Donnie said, what are the Chiefs going to do to get stops? This defense is horrific. And they're now without Justin Houston. I think the, the Patriots make a statement with this game and, and win by... Uh, seven to ten points. It's going to be a high-scoring game, that's for sure. I don't think anybody thinks the Chiefs get stops, but why would the Patriots get any stops in this game? I don't see any reason why the Patriots should ever stop the Chiefs when the Chiefs have the ball. This is first team to 60. Let a, the total 60. This is first team to 60 wins. And just take the hook. You're getting a half point of value, a minimum half point of value. I honestly think this is closer to Patriots minus one. I, I think on a neutral field, the Chiefs are three-point favorites against the New England Patriots. Well, why are you laughing? Because that's ridiculous. Why is it ridiculous? I mean, you said earlier the, the, the Chiefs are the best team in football. How can you honestly think that with this defense? Because defense doesn't matter. It's 2018. Defense doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> defense doesn't matter. Mo, go ahead. No, I mean, you nailed it. The only thing that matters is how good your offense and quarterback is. Yeah, and the Chiefs are better. Chiefs have a better quarterback yeah. and a better offense. That's pretty clear, too. Uh, the Justin Houston injury does loom since rushing the passer is the only thing that actually does matter on the other side. So that does defense worry does me matter. a little bit. But Defense doesn't matter think... un- unless you can get to the quarterback with four. That's the only thing on defense that matters. Coverage yeah, does yeah. not matter. You cannot cover in, in the NFL. You cannot well, do you it. You just made my point for me, then. Without Justin Houston, how does this team get to the Tom Brady? All right, who's getting well, how, to the quarterback for the Patriots? Yeah, who who on, on the Patriots on has a has a pulse? Yeah, they have one pass rusher. The Chiefs still have way better weapons too. I don't know. I don't know, like, Mo. Julian Edelman. Who are you, who are you worried about when they get the ball? Julian, Tyree Kill? Julian Edelman, WR1. Something right? Julian Edelman. Chiefs are going to get impatient, guys. They're just going to get impatient. What evidence do you have? This is just this? a random talking head take. Yeah, like the Chiefs absolutely blew doors last, last year when the Patriots, like I said, had months to prepare for the game. I don't think 10 days is going to make That's any difference. When, when do we see? We see that all the time, don't we? When, like I said, they didn't see him coming. How could they not see him coming? They had three months to prepare. Yeah, but you don't know what that team is and how how you know how how good they are. You can overlook them. That's very easy to do. You see it all the time. Here, they see them coming. They've seen what they've done for five weeks. Also, they know exactly what they're going to be bringing to the table. There's also the point where, and this harkens back to last year, where DP is always worried about mobile quarterbacks. I mean, last season we thought that we saw the Panthers and Texans walk into Foxborough, and in back-to-back weeks they combined for 66 points and had over 800 yards of total offense, both covered against the Pats. And then, if, obviously, the Chiefs last year, they had 500 yards of offense. I just, I don't, 
I don't know how the Patriots ever get a stop on this team. I don't know how every possession doesn't end in points. 28 to 10. Yeah, like, I don't know how every possession doesn't end in points for the Chiefs. Like, where is this magic dust that is going to make these Patriots defenders play better? It's going to be that bend and break thing that we talked about all last year. They're going to hold them to field goals, not touchdowns, and that's how they're going to get their points. Well, they broke a lot last year, especially in the Super Bowl. Why can't this just be in a similar way to the Super Bowl, except this year the Patriots are the Eagles. They get that one stop that they're needed to cover. Very easy. I think the hook is massive in this spot, and it's a free half point that you just absolutely need. Yeah, it could be, but you're laying points here. I'm saying, like, I'm saying on our side. I'm not saying on the dope Patriots side. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I don't care if it's three, four, four and a half. The, oh, the is total awful. is 60. There is going to be so many damn points in this game. I don't think it's going to matter. Yeah, you don't even take the three and a half. Just fire Chiefs money bet line. Right. Moving on to another split game, which will probably have equal contention. Checking my notes here because... Everyone was, was freaking out. Oh, here's a game that will have everybody cool-headed. Bills at Texans. The Texans are laying nine and a half points. Mo, you are the most angry about this. You have the Bills as your second most confident pick. Go ahead, Gil. Well, this was going to be my pick, but I tried, decided to do something crazy because I was had too much to drink in Chicago. Um Let's see. The Texans suck. Okay. So when a team sucks, they can never be minus nine and a half in a professional football game. The Bills also can actually stop the pass, and that's the only thing the Texans can do. So I think the public just sniffed out a putrid line here, and it's just rightfully hammering it. And uh, all you idiots who clicked on the other side, Show yourselves because you shouldn't be on a podcast giving out picks. Wait, I'm confused. The public sniffed out a bad line and is hammering it? This line is at 10 on Pinnacle. Yeah, but... So it's going in it's the other like direction. Six fifty-five forty-five or whatever. Brett, you are also taking a homer pick here on the Bills. Go for it. Yeah, this is way too many points. I mean, do we even know Deshaun Watson is healthy? All, all it takes is one big hit for him to exit this game. I know we don't cap quarterback injuries, but it's Brandon Whedon is the backup. I, I, I think the Bills just need to keep this one close early like they have been, rely on the run game, take pressure off Josh Allen. That's what really got them in trouble early in the season was putting too much pressure on Allen to make plays, and it's just a disaster uh, when that happens. And they they can win ugly games. They've proven that twice already this year this is a pro football team they're not a good team but nine and a half points with the texans come on the worst you were saying two three weeks ago how bad this texans team is what are you doing they suck they they are not amazing but they have the greatest mismatch that maybe we'll see this entire season in this game the texans defensive line against the bills offensive line that ranks 32nd in adjusted sack rate and they're protecting Josh Allen, who, just as you said, Brett, if they get into a negative script, this is Texans by 40. It could be. You know? That is within the range of outcomes. So if the Texans score first in this game, 
the Texans could win this game by 30 or 40 points because Josh Allen in a negative script behind that offensive line trying to defend Watt and Clowney is a disaster. Send your prayers to the Buffalo Bills. Because this line is more than a field goal off. Stop. Then why did, why did it move to 10? Then? Public money doesn't move lines. It'll be fine. It's a half point. It didn't even move, did it? Yeah, it's, it's at 10 on I haven't seen anything but 10. Some idiot in the contest made it 9.5. That doesn't mean anything. This is still a wrong line. My comparison in this game, and you guys laughed at me, was Cardinals-Vikings. This game seems the same to me. and That's a horrifying take. You don't think the, the difference between the Vikings and the Cardinals is the same as the difference between the Texans and the Bills. The Bills are really bad. One of these teams is actually good, so you could actually fathom laying 10 points. Are the Vikings, the are the Vikings that sucks. good? Are the Vikings that good? Yes. They're still good. Yeah, I think they're good. I just don't know if they're great. DP. Well, we know one team isn't great, and that is the Texans. Well, they are nowhere are, near great. Are the Texans really going to go one of six in the red zone every week? You know, like they're not even decent. Last week is skewing everyone's thinking. Here. Totally, 100%. the Texans won that game by thirty points, and the Cowboys are way better than the Bills. And what the about the rest of the horrible. season? That those games don't matter. I mean, that's fair. The The Texans-Giants game is an ugly mark on their record, but I think the Giants are measurably, measurably better than the Bills. That's hold pretty on. strong. Yeah, hold on. What do you mean? Giants are bottom five. All the Bills are and doing Bills, is going out and winning Bills, football games against good teams. Bills are bottom one by a going country. winning football games against country. good teams. They beat the Vikings and the ta- and the Titans. The Vikings beat themselves. Come on. We don't even know if the Vikings are a good team. Al- Sorry. Alabama don't would need to break it to you. Alabama would have won that game against Minnesota. Anybody that turns the ball over that frequently on their own end and just sleepwalks through a game is just going to lose to a pro outfit. The Bills didn't win that game. And then last week was just a shit show. I mean, what was that game? Does that game even count? 13 that's, how, that's how Bills win games. Right. but That's what Bills games look like. They can only do that if they hold another team to 12, which you can't do in pro football. Like, it's not going to happen, especially the Texans. I know that the Bills' pass defenses look good, but Houston's 11th in pass offense DVOA, and they've only had two games with Kiki Cutie, who has opened up something that they previously oh, didn't have. Sure. I mean, Will, Fur- Will Fuller's not a real receiver. He can run one route. So what, what Cutie does is at least open up the middle of the field and the lower end of the field, which obviously Nook can run any route, but he's getting a lot of attention, and nobody else is running real pass routes. Will Fuller's just running nine routes. So how many points is, is Cutie worth over a Bruce Ellington? Like, is, is it that big a difference? Come on. We're how talking many pizzas? About- I told you, f- five pizzas, nine and a half. Let's go. All right, let's go. The Bills are going to make you. Lining up to bet the Buffalo Bills. The Bills make me wanna. Donnie, lining you, up. Donnie, did you? Sixty-one uh... percent are on the Bills. That that's a lot. Donnie, did you want to cap off this game, or can we move on? No, the Texans by twenty. The Bills. I mean, I see a world. There's a world where the the 
the Bills cover this game. Like this, this wasn't on my card. It was in the middle of the pack. I don't think. Isn't, there, isn't there a world where the Bills just win this game? No, there. I don't actually think that there is a world where the Bills win the game. Uh, there is. But there's also a world where you look up on Sunday and it's Texans forty, Bills twelve. Yes. <laughs> there's no chance. The, the the back door is. There's not even a back door in this game. If the Texans get out to a lead. It's, I don't know. I wouldn't say that. This Texas defense, the secondary is wretched. Horrible teams winning by 40. 30, in 32nd in adjusted sack rate. That matters. Next game. A little less contentious. A little more of a fun game, probably. I don't know if Bills Texans is going to get your juices flowing on Sunday, but Bucks at Falcons. Another divisional game. A very. Very high-scoring game as well, or at least it should be on paper. Looking across the board, everybody was fairly high on this contest, but we will start with Mo, who was the highest on the road dog. He's taking the 3.5 with the Bucks in Atlanta. Go ahead, Mo. Tell us why you like Tampa. The Falcons are horrifying. The Bucks are coming off a bye. This is two even teams. One of them is coming off a bye. One of them has been shredded by injuries. Add Devontae Freeman and Grady Jarrett to the list of the dead bodies in Atlanta. Uh, why can't Jameis just embarrass this horrifying defense that just gave up 40 to a bad quarterback? And then we're getting a free hook here off the market? This is fantastic. How could anyone ever click the other side. This is embarrassing, guys. So your last point is the reason why I took the game. I have the Bucks as well. I have them fairly high. I took them because of the hook. But I'll start the argument for the other side. The Falcons are going to do the exact same thing. Bucks are last in defense uh, DVOA. This is another game, first to 50 wins. I'm just taking the hook and being happy with it. Brett, you were the highest on the Falcons. Tell me why you like Matty Ice and them boys. No, I mean, like you said, these are these are the two worst defenses in the NFL. But Tampa Bay's is worse, by far, the worst pass defense in terms of efficiency this season. Sliced up by Mitchell Trubisky in their last time out, and nobody gets sliced up by Mitchell Trubisky. So now they go to Atlanta to face the Falcons, loaded with weapons, uh, a one in four team. But they've lost to the Eagles, Panthers. Well, they've played the Eagles, Panthers, Saints, Bengals, and Steelers. That's not how you want to open a season. Uh, now they get a cupcake at home. I, I don't see why the Falcons can't just roll here by two touchdowns. The only thing that kept this off my card was the number, and we also saw some line movement down to three, which is definitely concerning. But I, I still like the, the the Falcons here. I think the Falcons called Donnie to see if he wants to suit up this week. <laughs> Donnie, could you play nickel corner? For the Falcons. No shot. <laughs> Not in a million years. You're up. You are with 68% of the public on Atlanta, DP. Tell us why. Yeah, I mean, listen, I agree with a lot of what Brett said. I think Atlanta's defense is getting a lot of publicity for being really bad because of the injuries that they had. And also they had a, uh, you know, a really marquee game last week, um, at least, you know, in the public's eyes that was worth watching between uh, the Steelers and them. And then the, the Bucks just had off. But the Bucks defense, like Brett said, not good, not good at all. I, I don't see Jameis Winston just 
coming in with his first start and just all of a sudden being really good. We just know Jameis Winston is can be a total dumpster fire at times. Um, and I also think just this, this one and four record, they're coming home. They absolutely positively need to win this Falcons team. They have enough weapons to do it. I think they're going to kind of get back on track. I mean, I think that we are, we're expecting them not to do much this year overall, but I think that they're going to win this game fairly easily. The only thing that gives me less confidence than I think I should have is the fact that uh, we're, we got to give up that hook and, you know, the line has dropped down to three in a lot of places. So a little bit scared there, but overall I can easily see this uh, Falcons by, you know, 10 to 14. All those players are still injured. The the Bucks also absolutely have to win guys. They're two and two and there's teams in their division that are four and one and three and one. So the, the desperation mode does not only suit the Falcons narrative. And if you want to go full narrativeville, this is a beautiful spot for Jameis Winston to come back into the fold fully as their starting quarterback, put his stamp on the position and say, forget that guy with the beard who went to Harvard. I'm the quarterback for this team. So if you want to go to Narrativeville, that's the ultimate narrative in this game for me. I can buy that. All right. Two more split games to go. One of them on this side of the pond, and it's taking place in Jerry's world. The Jaguars are traveling to Dallas to take on the Cowboys and our three-point favorites on the road. Again, the highest person in this game is Mo Nuwara, and he's taking the home dog. Lead us off, Mo. So you guys want to lay three points here with a Jags team that couldn't move the rock on a poor Chiefs defense? Absolutely. Uh, this offense is so bad. The Fournette injury, it's really starting to strain the bottle service. And getting, Dallas we're, we're getting a D guest, is we're, actually pretty good. We're getting, um, we're getting Dallas D is actually pretty good. Interesting. We're getting a guest appearance there from whoever most thing. <laughs> yeah, the offense does not play into the Jags' strengths. Dallas passed the twenty fourth in DVOA. So Dallas, very good. That Dallas they're going to sack Bortles eighteen times. Just pick up Dallas in your fantasy leagues. Um. Their offense also doesn't play into the Jags' strengths on D, which really helps because they're not going to try to do the things that the Jags take away the best. So Dallas plus three at home. This line's a field goal off. Another horrible line this week. So many horrible lines. Let's let's bank on the Cowboys being eighty three percent in the uh, the red zone on defense. Let's do that again. Uh, Bert, you have the Jags, but you click them. Or uh, you have the Cowboys, but you put them very low. What you got on Dallas? Uh, well, Jacksonville is not very good. Uh, there's no flow to this offense, and it all starts with Bortles. So much of his production comes late when the game is already decided, and that was the case again last week against the Chiefs. There, he, he plays them out of games, and I don't see why that can't happen this week against Dallas. DP, I'll let you lead off on the Jags. Why do you like Jacksonville in the spot? Well, because Dallas isn't going to be able to score three points let alone score anything reasonable in order to stay within the three. I just, I don't see how this offense, this Dallas offense, who is just absolutely horrible out there um, is going to be able to move the ball against this defense. I don't care how bad Blake Worlds has looked. I don't care about the fact that they don't have Leonard Fournette. I don't care about the fact that their offense really isn't that good. I see Jacksonville's defense just winning this game easily. 
Jags, Except defense isn't allowed. Jags stock, the lowest it's been. Defense is allowed, but when we were talking about the Bills, the first thing you talked about was their defense. <laughs> Got them. Jags stock, the lowest it has been this season. And I would say that Cowboys stock is neutral when it should have absolutely plummeted after that game on Sunday. Uh, Narrativeville, this is the Jalen Ramsey revenge game. They took a running back over him in the draft. Uh, yeah, that's I don't, a reach. I, I'm just, it's a joke. I, I, I don't understand how the Cowboys move the ball in this spot. Uh, I understand the defense doesn't matter, but Dallas can't move the ball against bad defenses. They're 29th uh, in passing DVOA. So, how are they then going to move it against the third best defense in the league? Dallas offensive line continues to be horrid, 29th in adjusted sack rate. This feels like a get right game for that Jacksonville front. Dante Fowler, Calais Campbell, these guys are going to be eating in the backfield. I think three is a fair line. Cowboys have no home field advantage whatsoever. Jerry's world is always filled with neutral or opposing fans. Uh, I think the Jags get out of here with like a five to ten point win in the spot. It's a great get right game against one of the bottom five teams in the league. You, you do believe that, right, Mo, that the Cowboys are a bottom five team? No. Bottom no. eight, maybe. No. They're not good. Texans, I mean, uh, Jags aren't good either. Uh, Jags aren't good. They destroyed the Patriots a few weeks ago, and they're not that good. That was Narrativeville supreme. That was, yeah. I mean, you go through the drive through and order the Narrativeville. No, this is Narrativeville supreme with extra beans and cheese. <laughs> they waited eight months for that game. That was always going to be... Jags at home, waiting, blowing out a team that didn't give a shit, really. All right. Okay. Whatever helps you out, buddy. Let's go to the last split game, finally. And let's hop on a plane across the pond. The NFL only exports their best to jolly old London town. It is the Seattle Seahawks and the Oakland Raiders. Enjoy that, Londoners. An ugly affair that nobody really had any conviction on. Uh, Once again, I believe the fourth game in a row, the highest person was Mo, and he had the Seahawks, but he had them with four out of 14 confidence points. So let's just buzz through this one real quick. Why'd you click on Hawks, Mo? Um, excellent analysis off, by you, <laughs> Brett. Why did you take the, the Raiders? What did you say? I said excellent analysis by you. Just um, and then a pause. <laughs> well, first off, I want to say, having been to the Seahawks game last week, it ain't as loud as Arrowhead. I want you guys to know that. Well, they Six were stadium. They were one and three. Go back when they're like ten and three. Arrowhead was better. Um. Seattle somehow is staying above water on defense. I don't know how that's happening looking at this personnel. Um, I don't also, I guess my other thing, I just don't see the Raiders exploiting this terrible O-line. They have one of the worst pass rushes in football. So I'll just roll with Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll to find a way to, I guess, win this by three since 
that's pretty much what I think the line should probably be. Yeah, that is, that is the exact point that I had, is that the most exploitable unit in this game is the Hawks' offensive line, 31st in adjusted sack rate. But the Raiders, here they come, they're 31st in defensive adjusted sack rate. So they can't even take advantage of the biggest weakness on the Seahawks. Biggest note for me, coaching matters. That's one of the reasons why you don't understand why the defense is good. But the defense is good. They're ninth in DVOA, eighth against the pass. Still no assembly for the Raiders. I think the Seahawks are just a better overall team, better coach team, so I will lay the three. DP, what do you got? Why did you click Raiders? Just because they're the underdog, and I have no idea what to expect in this London game. Cheerio. Yeah, why are we trying to an- analyze this game? It's in London. Cheer- this game doesn't exist. Cheerio. First note I had was, should we ban London games? And I don't know. I don't even know. I was very late when I did this capping. I don't know if I meant that towards the NFL or towards Gridiron Gamble. <laughs> I didn't know this was a London game until Rich said it because I looked at the time, and the time is normal. So I was like, oh, okay, this is a normal game. Yeah, yeah can we talk about that? They stopped with the 9.30 Eastern game. Oh, I like the 9.30 stuff. We wake up, we get football right away. It's coming back next week, I think. This is stupid. What this is this is way better. Why 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 was there ever a nine o'clock game? They can get a night game and we can get a normal time game. What's why night? wouldn't that just be the oh, you don't want to wake up and, and just watch football like when you roll out of bed? It's the best thing ever. It's way I too early for Mo. I do that at eleven, bro. I mean, I, I'm not even rolling out of bed to watch those games. It's six thirty on the West Coast. I'm in bed. I'm setting alarms to watch the I know I'll never forget. Watching Jets Dolphins in London, I believe it was two years ago. I was so salty. Why are you making me wake up at this time to watch this bad football it. game? I so, love it. So those are the shit show split games. Let's go to uh, the shit show Lone Wolves, which is W, not L, on my soundboard. How about that? <laughs> Last week, Lone Wolves three and three. Donnie went two and two. Brett one and zero. Oh. I went zero oh and one. We are fourteen and fifteen on the season on Lone Wolves, forty eight percent. So Lone Wolves not always bueno. DP and Brett both have a pair. Mo and myself are Lone Wolf less. And DP, we'll start with you. You've got two low ones, so we can buzz through these real quick. You've got the Ravens. You're laying two and a half on the road with the Baltimore Ravens traveling to Tennessee. And then you are taking the nine and a half points with the Jimmy GQ less San Francisco 49ers. Let's start with Baltimore. You're really laying eight and a half at home with the Ravens against the Titans. What's going on here, DP? Yeah, I mean, I, I am. I, the line's moving in favor of the Ravens. It could move a little bit more than their 68% of the public is on the Titans. I I feel like these teams are kind of the same. Um, I'm just not – I know that the Titans have a good defense, but I'm just – I don't know. I don't know what they really have on offense and how good they are. I like this Ravens defense, and, you know, I think that Flacco can keep his team, you know, controlled and ahead uh, throughout the game. Just I think we've seen it over and over this this year, just the kind of that dink and dunk passing. If they need to go over the top, they can certainly do so with John Brown. I'm um, just getting less than three points with I, what I think is the you know the better team here. I I like it. Have has the line moved? I'm seeing two and a half in the contest, two and a half on the pinnacle. I'm talking about from when it it opened at one to where it's been moving all week. Interesting. 
I'm the highest on the Titans, so I will go first. This line stinks. And at first, I was really worried because of what you said, DP. The public is lining up to take this Titans game. But you know what? Last week, I was scared of the public dog. I was scared of taking four points with the Cardinals, even though I knew it was the right side. I did pick the Cardinals, but I didn't put them high. They blow doors. The week prior, I actually picked the other side in the public dog game. I took the Falcons, even though my brain was telling me the Bengals are the right side, but I'm scared of the market. So this week, guys, I'm putting my foot down. I don't care what the market says. This dog is absolutely the right side. This line is plain old stupid. The Titans O-line was a concern coming into this game. Taylor Luan had a foot injury. I believe he left the Bills game early and he missed practice on Wednesday, but he returned as a full participant on Thursday, which is really good news. And overall, I think this weird revert that LaFleur did back to Smash Mouth last week is an aberration. I expect the Titans to come out and look more like the Titans that we saw in the previous weeks. Titans defense got a little bit of bump in efficiency. They're up to 12th, 13th against the pass. I still believe in this 10 FC defense. And we don't like this Ravens offense. I don't think Flacco can go on the road and be good at football. I just don't. So love the Titans in the spot. Think this line is absurd. This line is like four points off in my opinion. So I absolutely love the Titans. I was interested to see that Brett and Mo, while both of you clicked the Titans, you guys were both very, very wary. Mo, you made the Titans your very last selection. You stood strong against the the public warnings with the Cardinals and the Bengals. Why not here? Because this one has a reverse line move against a public home dog. Um, I actually capped this a couple points off as well. Uh, I think the Titans D is in a good spot here against Flacco at home. Uh, stock ultra low on the Titans, but man, reverse line move away from a home dog. I want nothing to do with this game. Just get it away. Brett, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I wanted to love the Titans here, but the market terrified me. I'm a little mad at myself for not placing this higher because everything you said is right. Like this is a great spot for the Titans, but what? Like why is this moving in the opposite direction? That's that's why I placed it near the bottom. When I see a spot, I'm I'm done being swayed by the market. Those two games really pissed me off, for lack of a better word. Especially that those were Those were like 50-50. This one is massively in no, favor. Oh, no. Those of, were like 60-40s minimum. Yeah, I mean, something like that. Like, it was pretty close. This one's not close. And the line is just... It's just moving the other way. So I, it's not it though. It it early in the week it moved, but it's it's been steady at two and a half for since like Monday or Tuesday. It's not moving currently. It's done moving. Like this line never gets to three. But why did it move? I don't Shouldn't know. be moving if this is so. Well, the what's right the difference side? between one and two and two and a half? I think it is the right side too, but I'm not going anywhere near. I'm not betting real American dollars on it. Well, you're missing out then, DP. You also have the Niners taking the nine and a half. Why do you think the back door is going to be open, my friend? Uh, I just think that this is too many points uh, to pass up. I mean, I'm, 
I'm not as confident in this game just because I can totally see an outcome where Aaron Rodgers just completely blows doors and blows San Francisco out of the water. But um, I, I don't know. I feel like that Green Bay team really just doesn't have it right. The weapons are kind of just all over the place or non-existent. Um, and then on defense, I'm just not really sure what they have at all. Uh, and the 49ers, I feel like can just kind of get in like a weird shootout here and, and keep it close. I mean, not a crazy shootout, but, you know, enough where there's there's enough points in this and they're within the nine and a half. Overall, I just don't want too much to do with this game. But, you know, gun to my head, just give me the nine and a half and I'll take it. Bert, you are the highest on the Packers. Will you tie Mo with six out of 14 confidence points? Why are you laying the nine and a half? That's a good question. Uh, it's it, it really just comes down to Rodgers. This was this looked like a pretty fair line to me. It just comes down to Rodgers at home against a pitiful team that just str- is going to struggle if they're playing from behind with with CJ Beathard. Yeah, I mean they were just clowned at home by the Cardinals, and I I do like the Cardinals defense, but you can't get clowned at home by a team like the Cardinals. Beathard just throwing the ball all over the place. Green Bay sneakily third in adjusted sack rate. Uh, imagine what would happen if they didn't have Clay Matthews committing fouls every other play, and Foul. of course, of course, the line to the, the line movement to ten uh, makes me like the Packers a little bit here. I have them as my last pick. Mo, what you got in this game? This is a bad QB in Lambeau at night. I mean, and then on the other side, you have Rodgers versus a horrid Niners pasty. Oh, and the bad QB doesn't have his most explosive weapon. I think Packers probably roll here, but, you know, it always sucks laying a lot of points, but I think this is a spot where you actually can do it. Yeah, this feels like Packers-Bills a little bit. Uh, I think we were a consensus pick on Packers there, laying, I think, the same number, nine and a half. Yeah. Bad QB on the road. Definitely seems like a safe spot for the Green Bay Packers. If you haven't already, click them in your survivor pools. We'll go to Bert now, who has one lone wolf high, one lone wolf low. We'll start with the high one. You are laying one point with the Los Angeles Chargers against our beloved, beloved Cleveland Browns. What do you mean? This is my beloved Chargers. I, that, and that's where I was going, is you're back on the wagon. You, you jumped off the wagon a couple weeks ago. But now you're back. You're all in here on the bolts. What's going I on? am, and like public road favorite. Yeah, I know. But come on, what what is this? You're telling me all we need here is a Chargers win against a Hugh Jackson team, and we cover. You need an I understand. You need I, an Anthony Lynn win against yeah, the Hugh Jackson on. team. There is no difference. It. This is Spider Spider Man meme. And look, there's a lot of talent on this Browns roster, but. These are still two very different teams to me. And it shows up in the metrics. Chargers fifth overall, DVOA. Cleveland 25th. The Chargers fifth in overall team efficiency, according to Number Fire. Yeah, they've looked bad at times this season, but this is still a 3-2 and two team whose two losses have come against the only two undefeated teams in the NFL. The Chargers should not lose this game. They're not going to lose this game. I'm I'm surprised that you guys are right back on the Browns after they came through for us last week and their stock is up. Oh, the Chargers are good on paper. <laughs> Color me shocked. Mo, oh, Mo, weird. what is Mo, what is this rule? 
this game. At least in the Super Contest. Not in real life. It's been corrected in real life, but in the Super Contest, what is this rule of? Wrong team favorite. Wrong team favorite. You're taking two points off market here? That's horrible. Uh, this Browns team is solid. I mean, performance in week two is looking better by the week as the Saints just keep crushing people. They went on the road and should have beaten the Saints. Uh, With Tagad at quarterback. Yeah. And not Goat Baker. It's two points off market and the Chargers are traveling cross country. Plus, plus, there's a, actually, it could be a big weather factor in this one. Um, 11 mile per hour winds forecasted here and the Browns have the far superior running game. So, uh, All right, 11 I, miles per hour is not anything to be worried about. I, I don't know. I think anything above 10, 15, I'm starting to look 15 at 15 plus, you got to start worrying. 11, I'm not worried about 11. 11 with those ducks that Rivers throws? Yeah, that's exactly oh, what man. I was going to say. Sidearm ducks from Philly boy. I'm worried about the Browns being a little thin at receiver now. They Something Rashard is hurt and Gordon gone. They don't have much, but I think this is a pretty bad spot for the Chargers. What do we, what do you mean? We got that uh Gillisley? Might actually have to throw to Disley? Willies. Willies? It Willies. Yeah, it's Willies. Something Willies. <laughs> I mean, get Antonio Callaway in all of your DFS lineups just to have your heart broken when he drops 17 passes on Sunday. Uh yeah. Chargers defense still without Bosa. Linebackers Kaiser White and Jatavis Brown haven't practiced this week. Jatavis your boy, Jatavis. Jatavis, boy. IDP legend Jatavis Brown gives up a million pass yards and then just tackles the guy. Absolute IDP legend. And my biggest thing here is that Baker in the second half and overtime looked amazing against a secondary that we know is really good in Baltimore. So I trust Baker Mayfield here in a spot where I think the pinnacle of the super contest line is off by what feels like a field goal. You know, why, why aren't, why, why aren't Browns minus two in the spot, you know? And also while they're not trending to be out, a lot of dings on that chargers offensive line, Barksdale, Okung and Pouncey all limited in practice this week. Uh, Again, I know they're all trending towards playing, but a couple of nicks up front for them. Yeah. I looked at that, but I, I imagine they will all play. Oh, I, I believe they're all going to play, but it's just something, you know, when all three of them are on the injury report, yeah. I mean, it's the NFL. Nobody's 100%, but those yeah, guys... If, every, if everyone's 75%, that adds up. Yeah, those guys are documented on the injury report, and they're especially, not... Especially when Miles Garrett's coming at you. Good old Miles. And then your low one, you're keeping with the Bolts and Colts theme. You've got the Indianapolis Colts. Your second, uh, second two out of four confidence points. Not too confident. Quickly, tell us why you like Indy in the spot, or why? Because well, I don't, them. I don't know what either of these teams are, so we can move on. Triage. Unless you guys have something you want to talk about. I want to talk about how this game is an absolute triage unit. <laughs> All right, so here's the Colts. I love the Jets. Here, here's the Colts. Uh, after missing Wednesday's practice, uh, Darius Leonard, Malik Hooker, Clayton Gathers, and Denzel Good. At least they returned to practice on Thursday. But they are still without Jack Doyle, Eric Ebron, T.Y. Hilton, Ryan Kelly, and Margus Hunt among 
some other players. It's not like the Jets are the most healthy outfit either. Tremaine Johnson and Buster Scrine have not practiced all week. They're trending towards being out. Leo, Leo Williams, popped up as a DNP on Thursday with a back injury, and Spencer Long was downgraded from limited to DNP due to, quote, knee slash finger, end quote. So everybody is hurt in this game. This is what I meant by I don't know what these teams are. <laughs> I don't know what's going on here, but I do give the slight lean to the home team that is giving less than a field goal. So that is why I clicked the Jets. But as Mo noted, he almost put the Jets on his card. What you got here, Mo? Well, this is who is Andrew Luck throwing to? Uh, no Ebron, no Ty. Something Pascal, and, fam. And then he's versus the sixth pass defense DVOA. Uh, two horrible offenses here, but one has better defense backing it, and a little better health. And then yet the other side is a public dog. Yeah, give me the Jets. They should be minus three and a half here. Three and a half, giving them the hook. I was concerned as well when I picked the Jets and put them low here. I, I, My inner sharp was saying, you know, less than a field goal, you should be a lot higher on the Jets here. And I was thinking, can I even be objective when I cap the Jets? And I guess so. I'm 3-2 I'm and two this year when picking the Jets. And then quickly, Donnie, as we said, 0-5 on the Pats. Bill, uh, Bert is 2-3 and three on the Bills, and Mo is 3-2 and two on the Chiefs. So we're pretty all unbiased except for Donnie. Donnie, you're the absolute worst. Thank you. <laughs> Anything else you want to add on this Jets game or can we move on? Move it. All right. We are moving on to the segment where we actually create our super contest card after yelling and bickering. And the leader this week is none other than Mo Nuara. Went 4-1 and one last week. He's 18-6-1 on the season in his personal top five. Good for 74%. Mo, put the first game on the card. Tell us which home dog you are selecting. Well, I drank too much in Chicago last night, I guess, because um, I really did this. But uh, I'm going with... The Broncos plus six and a half. This is a great pick. I mean, okay, if you look at this game in a vacuum and you just put these two teams on a neutral field, are the Rams a touchdown plus better than the Broncos? Yeah, probably. But then you look at this week. This week in Denver on this day with these teams that are showing up. You have question marks on the Rams offense. They might uh, once again be throwing to something called Josh Reynolds, WR1. No, that's uh, that, that's not whatever. true. Cup and Cookers, Cooks are playing. Uh, well, they might just get CTE again. <laughs> and then you have, most importantly, a warm-weather team and a warm-weather QB who went to college at Cal going into 26 and snowy in Denver. Uh, Denver defense has already showed they can slow down an elite offense at home when they really made the Chiefs work for 27 points there. Um, what does worry me is of the colossal coaching mismatch. I hate fading McVay. I really think this is the spot. I really think, and also, 
Rams don't really need to win this game. Like when they go in there and it's cold and they start off a little slow and it's 10-3 Broncos midway through the second quarter, do the Rams really give a shit? Or do they just want to go home and just keep their season going when they know they're going to be 13-3 and when it's all said and done? Uh, I watched this uh, Rams team live. They defend the run pretty poorly. I think Denver can have some success there. Um, I think this is Denver money bet line. I really do. Oh, that's strong. Uh, You watch this team live. If Cup and Cooks don't get CTE'd, do they cover last week? Do they cover the seven against the Seahawks? I don't think so because that wasn't really the problem. <laughs> they scored 33 points, but um, maybe they just score faster and put more pressure on the Seahawks offense. I don't know, but they really could not stop Chris Carson from running the ball, which was surprising. And that Seattle running game isn't one that I think of as particularly good. So maybe Denver can have some success there. I, I just think this is just a spot. This is just a spot where you got to take the Rams and and they might just, uh, I mean the Broncos, and they might just win the game. Bert, you were excited when Mo said Broncos. You also have them in your top five. Tell us why. Well, everything Mo said. I mean, there, there are several things to consider here. I think the Rams lines are still inflated, even after they failed to cover the last two weeks. They're still undefeated. The public public bought into this team a long time ago. They're as low as plus 200 to win the Super Bowl at some books. That's outrageous. Like, this team isn't blowing doors off buildings right now. They're overvalued. Uh, so, I, yeah, I love this spot for Denver. The weather's going to be in the 20s. They're expecting snow. As Mo said, California boy Jared Goff going into mile high. The Rams need to be firing on all cylinders to cover these big spreads on the road, and I don't think that's going to happen this week. I, I like Mo's money bet line play. That's a bit aggressive for me. I, too. Why? The line's only seven. I, too, like the Broncos. This line should be one. In this Whoa! Game. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's insane. The, that's, that's aggressive. I, too, like the Broncos. They almost made my card. We were punished last week for buying into McVay because by every gambling rule ever, the Seahawks plus seven were way the right side last week. And just like in this spot, the Broncos plus six and a half. It's a fake seven on Pinnacle right now. It's at minus 120 juice. The Broncos plus six and a half are the absolute right side. And there's narratives playing into this. Broncos embarrassed by the awful Jets last week. Keenum at home versus Keenum on the road. But my concerns are still there with the Rams. They always have the kill shot in them. First in efficiency, first on offense, first passing the ball. Not only are they first in pass offense efficiency, they are performing 68% better than the mean. To give you context, the 2007 Patriots, the greatest offense of all time, they were 72% better than the mean. So basically on pace with the GOAT offense. And for some uh, franchise history and context, the greatest show on turf, they performed 35% better than the mean. So nearly dub- twice as efficient as the greatest show on turf. The kill shot is always there. But I agree with most everything that you said. The Broncos are the right side in this spot. I don't hate them on the card. DP, you were the lowest on the Broncos. This is a consensus pick. Any worries on Denver? 
I mean, my only worry is that it's the Rams. And I really wanted to put this one really, really high. I saw it and I was like, this is it. This is the spot. I honestly, I got scared. Thank you guys for, you know, having the confidence and uh, the balls to be able to put this on the card. Mo, you especially. And uh, let's just go. Case Keenum revenge game. Donnie, you were also 4-1 last week. You were 13-10-2 on the season. Good for 56%. You're up, kiddo. Give us another consensus pick that we have on the card. Yeah, I'm going. Uh, I'm going back into the well. I know this team burned us last week, but uh, I think they're going to be doing better this week. That is the Redskins minus one. Uh, they're at home against the Panthers. This feels uh, like a really decent buy low, sell high opportunity. I think that a lot of people are still buzzing about the Panthers. I mean, they 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 seem like a team that just gets a lot of talk uh, in terms of being a contender. I don't see it i just don't think they have that ability to to go to the next level and then last week i mean it took a last second what 62 or 63 yard field goal to from graham gano to, to beat the giants and we all know what the giants are and they're not good at all um i feel like the panthers just aren't really that good overall i feel like the redskins this team is like i, I don't know i want to like this redskins team but then they do something like last week but i'm not ready to just totally jump off yet i still think there's a lot of value to be had here um this is a a really good bounce back spot for them. You know, I think that they should be more like three and a half here, not just minus one. So that's just way too many points. And then the public is all over the Panthers here at 70%. I mean, it doesn't make much sense to me. I have to ride, you know, with this Redskins team. It does give me a little bit of uh, questionable nature that Paul Richardson might not play, but I think the Redskins still have enough weapons. I certainly don't think that we're going to see the Alex Smith that we saw last week when he just couldn't hit anyone in the universe. Um, I think that the Redskins are going to win this one. They're going to win it pretty easily. Um, We're all going to be kind of questioning ourselves, at least not us, but some other people are going to be questioning themselves. Oh, what, what really is this Panthers team when they come out of this one? Mo, you are the lowest on this game, even though this is one of your tenants. Rule of bet the team that looked the worst last week. And who looked worse than the racial slurs who had the entire world celebrating against them as Drew Brees handed a game-thrown football to a man that looked like Emeril Lagasse wearing white gloves? Mo, why are you so low on this game? I just like these other games more. I'm fine with this. I don't love it, but I like it. Uh, Stock in the toilet for the slurs, as Donnie said. Um, They are on short rest, though, so I always... I'm a little wary of these spots on short rest. The The Panthers, though, they can't stop a nosebleed this year. So this is a good spot for this offense to bounce back. But the Slurs do have the 30th run defense against the fourth run offense. So that's a little worrisome. I do think last week is just a throwaway game. I think you just throw that away. You just throw that out when you're capping the Slurs. We know they're better than that. It was just a snowball game on the road when the other team was getting buck for records being set. And yeah, just, just try to ignore that game when you're looking at this team going for. They're not that bad. Don't worry about the rest when the Redskins did play a game on Yeah, that's right. They all took the second half off, uh, especially Alex Smith. What a weird game for him. If, if it's one thing that he never does is make mental errors. And that, that one interception where he threw the ball to the right-hand side to a guy that was open 10 seconds before he actually delivered the ball. Those are just things that Alex just never, ever does. Like you said, Carolina can't stop a nosebleed, 26th in defense efficiency, 27th against the pass. 
They allowed dusty-ass Eli to throw for 326 against them. Nearly got a win on the road, as you noted, DP. The biggest concerns, however, are not only P. Rich, but Crowder has not practiced this week either, which would mean WR1 would be create a player Josh Doxson, who just, just put all of your DFS lineups, load them up with Chris Thompson. He's going to catch 15 passes this week. And then something called Maurice Harris, who has run nine routes per game so far this season. This is, however, Jordan Reed season. Right, Mo? Your boy, Jordan Reed. Carolina 27th in DVOA against tight ends. Roll out Jordan Reed everywhere you got him. Bert, you love the slurs in this spot here. You had them as your second most confident pick. Anything you'd like to add to cap off this game? Uh, not really what you guys said. I'm just buying the dip. I think these two teams are very close, and I cap them as such. So this is a point and a half, maybe two points off to me. All right, Bert. You are up. You were... <laughs> Jesus, here we go again. Curse of Brett's top pick. You were 3-1-1 one, and one last week. <clears throat> Drop a bomb on us, kiddo. Yeah, uh, well, like I said, this might be the curse of my top play because I'm running putrid there while the rest of my top five picks have been hitting, but I've got the Chargers, so Mo, get your veto ready. Maybe I'm reading this one horribly, and, and this is why we have vetoes, but I just I love this spot for the Chargers. I think this is I think this is a huge disrespect to a team that I think is still a playoff team. I, I think this should be Chargers minus two and a half. Well then. <laughs> this is your actual top play. This is my actual top play. <laughs> I, I, you don't veto it, I'm as, vetoing it. As, so as, someone's vetoing this. As soon as Brett sent it, I wanted to ask him if he put the X in the wrong column, but knowing his Bolts love, I was like, no, he probably actually picked the, the Chargers. And for, to put, Why are the Chargers? Why is this minus one? To, to peel back the curtain, last night, DP had some stuff going on. Mo is on the road, so I didn't get their picks till this morning. So I was like, maybe I'm just way wrong here. Maybe I am being stupid and loving the Browns too much here. But then this morning when I checked, no, I was, I was right. Everybody else loves the Browns. And Brett is the only weirdo who not only likes the Chargers, but has them as his number one pick this week. I don't get it. Mo DP, what you got? I'm fresh out of vetoes. I blew yeah. mine. Yeah, sound the fucking alive. alarm. Let's get. Can I? I can put the Browns in, right? You're gonna do that? <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. God. An unprecedented, Just torturing this guy this week. An unprecedented veto. Not only does he veto, but he puts in the other side. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I don't think that I would veto this if I didn't feel so strongly about the other side. This is I your number two play. Number two play. Yeah, my Jesus number two play. Christ. It is. Where do I have this game? Dun, dun. I can't wait for week nine, nine or ten. Nineteen. When Brett has. Anti vetoes on everybody, and he just puts his card on, and he's. Just I might do that. This is IPA. The Browns, you guys. The Browns were my second pick as well, and they were Mo's fifth pick. So they made everybody's card except for Brett's, who put All right. the Chargers as his number one pick. I hope you guys are right, Mo. How do you feel? 
about this veto? Uh, I'm good with it. You would have put. But, the, you would have put. Uh, I was gonna trust Brett. I mean, whatever. You know, you were, we you, last time we didn't trust him. Uh, we wound up with a loser in for a winner, and then last time I didn't trust myself to veto him. Yeah, I left a loser in when I would have put in a winner. So I don't even know what to do with these <laughs> ridiculous Brett plays anymore. So, uh, yeah, just waiting for. Week nine, when Brett fires his own card and is just drinking IPAs, <laughs> eating pizza that we have to send him, probably. <laughs> oh, poor Minotti. And like we said, or I don't know if I've said it on the podcast, but I said it in the chat. Brett is picking it 58% in his top five, and he's picking it 59% with all 16. He's by far, out of all 16, the best at selecting games right now. And he is second behind Mo in top five, but he can't put a winner on the card. Yeah, well, not only that, this is week six, and this is I think this is only I've only had two weeks where my top play is on the card. Mm-mm. Either I get sniped or <laughs> I get vetoed out. That's what I thought you meant at first. And then you that's why I asked this is your actual top <laughs> yeah. This is my uh, well, it's it's gone. It was his actual number one though. And now it's gone. See ya. I am up next. This is only a majority pick. We've already talked about it. Guys, I, I got the Titans on there. This line is a clown line. I'm not worried about a move to one. The movement between two and a half and one does not scare me. Titans are the right side. Take the home dog here. Home dogs are absolutely crushing this year, including last night's embarrassing loss. Home dogs this season are 14, 6, and 1, winning at a 70% clip. The Ravens should not be favored by a touchdown at home against anybody in the league, save for the Bills. Bills aren't a real football team. Sorry I had to get that pod shot in there. Titans, 2.5, right side. Maruota, back at home, trusting Mike Vrabel, trusting Matt LaFleur to actually run an offense this week and not exotic smash mouth. Let's go, Titans. Tighten up, baby. I can't wait till the Bills shit on the Jets at home. <laughs> Come on. Darnold's going to shred that team. Anybody? Titans? Worried? DP? You had the Ravens? You worried? No, not worried. All right. Yeah, this worried. is dumb, but whatever. Why is it dumb? Tell me. Explain to me why this is dumb. We've already been over it, why it's dumb. This is a reverse line move away from a home dog. Yeah, what are the Titans doing on offense? saw that against the Bills and the Titans, and then everyone got scared. What is this no. Titans offense, by the way? Last week was an anomaly, right, offensively? I, I don't know. They've totally gotten away from the RPO. They're not doing anything that they should be doing. Well, I don't know. They shredded against the Eagles. Right? Like only yeah, so where was it last week? Well, that's the thing. I think last week is just a weird aberration. Like, I don't think I don't, know. I don't think not, I don't think they're playing consistent. thirteen to twelve games. <laughs> you know? That's what that's all even playing. What was the Jacksonville game was nine to six? Yeah, but that was Goat Jags defense at home. This is Titans at home. Get Mariota going again. Defense. I don't know. All right, let's get to the collective picks. Speaking of stinky. Speaking of home dog. You guys ready? To have this team back on the card.
The collective chooses the Miami Dolphins. Let's go. <sighs> I knew this was coming. Fuck. <laughs> we got Tannehill on the card again. Oh, guys. Yeah, Tannehill versus Khalil Mack. This is going to be great for us. I mean, I'm high on the Dolphins this week. This is a good spot. Can we Miami really? Miami stock is in the absolute It's not. Toilet. You can't find it. Like, and it, they were good last week. They were fine. You know, they were good for half of a game against a good no three quarters special teams they touchdown. Good. They were fine. I'm not going to go out here and say they were good last week. They against were, a good football team. I they I thought they looked really good last week. They were fine until the fourth quarter. But guys, is anybody in their right mind laying three points on the road with Mitch Trubisky? I don't care. If he's coming off of a bye week. Hell, he could come off 17 bye weeks. I'm not laying three points with this offense on the road. I'm just not doing it. It's not only that. It's Trubisky off his greatest game. The greatest game he will ever have in his life. Period. One of the biggest outliers we will ever see. We're getting Trubisky 7 for 33. Yeah, this is the the Mitch Trubisky regression game. And Dolphins defense, sneaky good. Yeah. Fifth in DVOA, fifth against the pass. So that's even worse for our boy Trubitsky. Biggest fear, Cam Wake, still out. No bueno. And Bobby McCain hasn't practiced this week, which does ding that Dolphins pass defense. Laramie Tunsil in the protocol, so I'm, I'm not super worried. I think there's a very good chance that he still might play. Um, what is this? What is this line move to? To three and a half? Forget the market. Let's go fish. Mo, you're the lowest on this game. You are you're visibly upset. Visibly, auto audibly upset. There. What's your concern here with Miami? My concern, my biggest concern, is the line move the other way. I I do think there's like one and a half points of value here. I capped this Bears minus one and a half. Um, my biggest concern is that. Ryan Tannehill is not the type of QB I trust versus this defense. Having seen those horrifying picks, dude, just take the sack. I mean, he won't make good decisions. He just won't make good decisions. This is rule of idiot wide receiver at quarterback. That's the problem here. Uh, I think that this is a good spot, and uh, I like that we have it on the card. I'm totally okay with it. But, uh... It's going to make me queasy watching yeah. him versus this pass rush. There will not be a second of enjoyable football in this game. We will be holding on for dear life until the clock hits quadruple zeros. This, there, no pleasure will be taken from viewing this game on Sunday. Well, fortunately, I don't think it'll ever be shown on Red Zone because this might be a 6-3 to three game. Yeah. like Chris Hansen, a producer, will be in his ear like, let's go. You know, Dolphins, Bears. Those teams are playing? And Hanson's going to say no. Like, let me know. I don't care if they're in the red zone. Let me know if they're within the 10-yard line. That's when I'll cut. I'm not even going quad box on this game. It's embarrassing, this contest. DP, you were also at the same level as Mo. Come on, man. 
Miami has the Dolphins, the greatest football team. Yeah, I'm just honestly, I I wanted to love this spot. I'm just worried about Miami. I just you're free rolling here. You got Bears win total and Dolphins cover. You can middle this game. I I can middle this game. That Bears would be great. I thought this, this I thought the line should have been a pick. Honestly, I just I'm not really sold on Miami, but I'm also Bears on the road with Mitch Trubisky. I mean, listen, I'm probably the biggest Bears guy in the world right now, but it's I just think it's going to be hard for them to go on the road and and. Yeah, Miami stock after what they did last week, not only losing that game, but what they did, how they lost it. It's just absolutely bottom of the basement. Why didn't Westgate give us the hook? It's a very, 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 very good question. It's not it even, would be my it would be my number one play if it, it was if we got three and a half. It's not even like well, it's a then fit. we wouldn't have had the veto. And uh, that's right. <laughs> so you guys can blame Westgate for that. But you know, on the other hand, always remember, Brett, you of all people. I would think would appreciate that. This is going to keep a lot of people off of it. Yeah, that is very true. Yeah. Dolphins are going to be what? The 27th most popular pick this week. Yeah. They're going to be low. Something in that range. The bears are super popular. I mean, I'm high on the bears, but man, the people are like, they're like the top five team in the NFL. Like just, I feel like that's crazy talk. The, the, The Dolphins have lost two in a row. Khalil Mack second in the talking head fapping ratings, right? Only behind, Canton Patrick Mahomes has to be right. Probably two consensus. That's probably a fair take. Two consensus picks that we did not discuss. We could just buzz through Cardinals plus ten at Minnesota and Bengals minus two and a half at home against the Steelers. The Bengals would have made the card using the old method. Oh man! Uh, and the Cardinals would have bubbled. The Browns would have been the last pick. Uh, real quick, DP, you were highest on the Cardinals. What you got there? Uh, just simply too many points. Uh, I mean, seventy percent of the public's willing to lay them. I just don't think that this Vikings defense is as good as it was. I mean, last year, you guys, you know, Brett heavily, we were talking about this Vikings defense all the time. Uh, it took me a little bit of a while to come around, but um, I think we all did it by the end of the season. This Vikings team was really good. I think we ex- kind of expected that coming into this year. I think their offense is good. I just don't think that their defense is that good. On the other side of the ball, you know, Arizona's defense doesn't seem too bad, and Josh Rosen seems like he kind of knows what he's doing. Um, I mean, he looks good out there at least. So I would I would just expect that, you know, the Cardinals can can get in there. They can either keep it closed within 10 I mean, that's not close, but, you know, within 10 or there's just a back door that's going to be open at the end of this game. I wanted to put the card the Cardinal side, but then I stopped myself because their offense has really, really, really been putrid. And I feel like there's something about Rosen that is like a mirage to me. And I said this on Tuesday where my eyes are like, yeah, he's good. He's got pocket presence. He's making good throws. And then I look at the box score and he's 10 of 25. And his efficiency numbers are horrific. So... All the drops, none of the coaching, none of the O-line. He's fine. Yeah, I, I, I want to think so too, but I, I just do not. I don't love the Cardinals in negative script, so I couldn't put this game very high. Uh, the other game, Bengals-Steelers. Brett, you were the highest on the Bengals. You're back to hating the Steelers again. Yeah, I mean, this is a great spot to get off the wagon because everyone else is going to be on them, right? I finally landed on the right, st- right side of the Steelers <laughs> last week. Well, this is this is two uh, converging trends, right? Are the Steelers back, right, after a bounce-back win against the Falcons? Can they put together two wins in a row? Or are the Bengals 
this is going to be a talking head point for real. You know, they beat the Falcons on the road. They beat the Dolphins at home. Can can we really live in a world where M&Ms, M&Ms for brains, Marvin Lewis, can win three straight big games with the Cincinnati Bengals? Is that yeah. a world we can exist in? Yes. I think the Bengals are going to win this division, and this is really going to make a point to that. Does the rapture happen exactly after this game ends then? Bengals win three straight, world over. People just start disappearing. Is that in the realm of possibility? I hope not because (laughs) I'm trying to get these PTO days through. (laughs) You also have to send me five pizzas when the Texans win by 40. Don't forget about that. Can't wait till it's Bills 17-14 in the fourth. Pizza party on Mo. Everybody invited. The card. In order of selection. Mo put on the Broncos. Six and a half point home dogs. DP put on the racial slurs. Giving one at home to the Carolina Panthers. Brett put on the Chargers as road favorites. And then he got vetoed. Got the Heisman. From DP, who put on the other side the Browns plus one against the Bolts. I put on a home dog that made everybody feel icky. Titans plus two and a half against the Baltimore Ravens. And then the collective machine spit out somehow an even ickier home dog. Dolphins plus three. That is the card. That is all she wrote. Be sure to check out sharpside.com. Download the Sharpside app. Make your picks. Follow the leaderboard. You can even... Drop some advice nuggets on the games if you think we're wrong or if you think you have a beat on the game. Help the people out that are checking out the app and put your advice in there. Sharpside in the App Store if you have an iOS device. Follow these guys on Twitter at Brett Colson, C-O-L-L-S-O-N, at Donny underscore Peters and at Mo Nuwara, N-U-W-W-A-R-A-H. Best of luck in your gambling fantasy adventures this weekend until Tuesday. Peace. Peace.